What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Waterfowl 365, presented by BTBN. I am your host, Chris Adams. Back for the second week of this little uh, return, I guess, like season two, something like that. I don't know. Uh, We're a day away from the NFL draft. So that is 90% of what I've been listening to is football, speculation, all sorts of nonsense. It's gotten to the point of exhaustion, but uh, pretty excited for that. I was going to come home and uh, smoke some pork today on my day off and have some barbecue tonight, but it is absolutely thunderstorming outside. And uh, I'm just going to go ahead and push that off into the uh, into the weekend. So, got that to look forward to. It is uh, the middle of spring. About the furthest thing from anybody's mind is waterfowl hunting right now. But, you know, it never ends. So today I've got a guy on who's been on uh, twice now, I do believe. And... Uh, he started off last year when I first interviewed him as one of the newer call makers out there, and he's just done a ton of things since then. Um, dog training, formed a new call company, just uh, really, really taken off. Done a lot of crazy stuff in the last 12 months, so I'm excited to talk to him again. So without any further ado, Mr. Colton Thompson. Colton, how are we doing, my man? What's going on, Chris? Just man living the, just living the dream i guess <laughs> Dude, enjoying this uh nice rainy wednesday here in missouri it is raining like cats and dogs dude yeah it's uh it's warm here it's like a blanket of uh clouds out there so it's keeping all the nice hot air down here so um but it's not bad it's it's better than just absolute miserable cold so um you know, the, I always hate, February is always my least favorite month because there's nothing to do and it's just flat out cold. So Yeah, um, I'm the same way, man. The day that duck season and goose season closes, I'm like, all right, I'm ready for it to be summertime. Yeah, I'm ready for I'm ready for 75 and some sun, so. <laughs> Get out on the water. Um, yeah. So where were you at? You were, uh, just for people who don't know, haven't seen Colton's post, he was out running the Grand this weekend with... Did you bring one dog or a couple dogs? I had one bullet. Gotcha. I had one bullet. Yeah. That's uh it's tense the whole time when you have one bullet for sure. So uh, I, I learned that <laughs> I learned that this weekend. You know, a lot of guys bring I mean I mean there's pros there that have, you know, sixteen dogs, uh, you know, bringing bringing three or three to five really ups your chances and and, and makes it a lot easier to deal with because you get you know you get a chance to see that test three to four times you know running each dog so you get more and more comfortable every time so yeah. um, but i bet it makes you if you have like 16 dogs you have to just run back and forth yeah all over the place yeah yeah it's it's pretty insane man some of those guys are fantastic handlers they're really good dog trainers and they do a great job and they carry a lot of dogs over to the fit series too so that's uh you know that's a big deal that's a big <laughs> i had to give mine a treat because she's just walking around looking at me jumping up <laughs> like go somewhere <laughs> go sit down again um so where was uh the grand at this time this was in uh grenada mississippi um 
it was hosted by Southern Flight of HRC. Nice. Yep. And I don't know, I think it was Corps, Army Corps grounds, I think. I mean, I know it was federal property that we were on. I just can't remember exactly where it was. Right on. And you, you brought your one pup. Was that the first time and qualified for the grand, like the first time attempting it? Yes, it was. That was the first grand that we had went to. Um, I had all the dogs with me, so they got a big training weekend out of it. Or, I say weekend, week out of it, because I was there since Thursday. But, yeah, she was the only one that was qualified to run. Um, you don't have to requalify each year, which is good. Um, you just have to get your finished uh, HRCH title um, to qualify for the grand, and then you can run it um, every time it's open. Nice. I, I had talked to James about it um, a, a couple times last year when he was trying to get Scout to go. Is there a, Are they going to do more than one of them this year? Because I know last year it was like super uh, – I think he only got one one shot at it because they canceled all of them. Yeah, no, they're wide open again. Um, you know, they, they're doing the, uh, you know, the, the uh, polite COVID policy for the event, but it's kind of – one of those things were like, hey, these are the rules. We're not, you know, um, you know, just play by the rules. Do do what we need to do so that we can have these events. And because um, they were on federal, I think they were on federal land, so they had to have like a COVID policy to actually do the event. So, um, which is, you know, that's fair. You know, you just got to play by the rules sometimes. Um, but yeah, they'll have more than one this year. Um, the fall one is scheduled to be in. I think it's St. Louis. Um, I think that's where it's supposed to be. So, nice. It'll be up in your woods, right? Huh? It'll be up in your neck of the woods, right? Yeah, yeah. If it's in St. Louis, we're uh, we're actually going to St. Louis this weekend. Take the kids up for a uh, little zoo trip. But yeah, man, that's definitely up in my neck of the woods. And I hope that that stuff, you know, doesn't get re locked down, re any kind of crazy. You mentioned it being on, you know, Army Corps land, federal land. And I know that was one thing they were trying to pass was all the regulations on government ground. And a lot of people don't even think about that. You know, that core ground that's public hunting land. Like, it's going to be weird, These the regulations applying to public hunting land. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully they won't do that. But it is what it is, I suppose. Yeah. So you uh, you guys went to day four or event four? Yeah, so we got series four. That's we right. were on two. Yep, we got on twos the first day. Got on twos the second day. We got on ones the third day, which I was in my head. I tried not to jump too far ahead, but I knew I knew that day three, if we could just get there, that I would have to get her through it. Um, but we did. But I knew I would be on one. And then we got to the fourth series yesterday and uh, went out on the very, very last bird. We picked up all the marks and uh, the blind got us. Do you find like uh, that you're more nervous than the dogs are? I mean, obviously, you know, I've talked to oh, them listening sure. to different podcasts that, you know, you can tell that the dogs are a little bit amped up just from doing it. But do you feel like you are uh, like the the weight of the situation as each series you get further along just keeps compounding on it. Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Like she doesn't know. I mean, she just thinks we're hunting. I mean, she, I mean, she just thinks, Hey, we're, we're going hunting. 
and, you know, and it's, I mean, she's jacked up just from the simple fact that she loves to do it. Um, and I think most of the dogs are that way. Um, you know, they don't know where, they don't know that we're at a test, nor do they know that we're at the, you know, we're probably one of the, uh, well, it is the biggest test of the year, uh, until the next one comes up in the fall. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, yeah. They don't, they don't know that. Um, and you know, so it's like, you know, when they make mistakes, it's, you know, it's not their fault. They're just doing their job. No, yeah. you know, they're, they're just excited to do it. They don't, I mean, you know, when we left that test, she didn't know we failed. She didn't know we didn't pass, you know, and so she was just as happy as she could be. And I was happy. I was happy with her too. I was, I was not mad at her one bit. Yeah, absolutely, man. Getting that far and, you know, something that elite, uh, how many dogs showed out for uh, for this one? There were 787 dogs, yeah. and there were 232 handlers. Holy yeah. cow, man. It was a big I think that was the biggest one um, to date. I think the one before it was like 750 or 40 or something like that. I was listening to a podcast a while back, and we were talking about it. But, yeah, man, it is a animal in and of itself it's a uh it's something that you you, if you get the opportunity to go even if you're not prepared it doesn't matter how much you prepare beforehand like you'll never be prepared to run it just go and do it the first time just get that experience and see it and understand it and it'll 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 definitely make you a better handler a better trainer um just all around mentally it'll toughen you up um it'll do it'll do a lot for you i mean it really will yeah now uh you said that you mentioned last year from what i remember that uh you were looking at starting you know your own kennel Mm -hmm. in the future is that something that you guys have progressed in yes so that's something that has been a long long term goal and it's taken a while the way that i want to do it which is fine i've got time i'm only 28 or 26 no i am 28 i just turned 20 there we go right. you start getting up to an age you quit counting anymore yeah well look the day that i woke up on my birthday i usually remember i had no idea it was my birthday my wife walked in she was getting ready for work she says happy birthday and i was like oh yeah that's today <laughs> i'm too about busy that. to think about this right now <laughs> yeah 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 but um yeah, so the kennel is is started. Um, definitely staying small and trying to grow it very slowly. Um, you know, I have a lot of guys ask me, "How exactly are you wanting to go about doing it?" And uh, dude, uh, give me one second. I'm sorry. I'm gonna. She's doing everything to uh, get put in the kennel. I'm gonna go put her in real quick. Yeah, the joys of having a one-year-old lab, you know. Yeah. Is, uh, <laughs> she's in the kennel while we're at work, and then on Wednesdays are my day off. So it's like I try to let her out and hang out with me all day. And, yep. you know, most of the day is sleeping until I want to do something. Yeah. Oh, no. They sleep, man. They they sleep like 18 hours a day. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That, no, they really do. They really do. Like most dogs, you know, puppies. Puppies are obviously longer, but I think most dogs are like fifteen to sixteen hours a day. Like that's how much they sleep. So it's crazy, man. It'll be like on the weekend or something, and uh, the girlfriend will be like, "Oh, she's so exhausted." I'm like, "Yeah, she didn't get her extra eight hours of sleep today." Yeah, that's right. Kids will be chasing her. Um, uh-huh. So you were talking about the way that uh, you wanted to set up the the kennel process. Uh huh. Yeah, so 
I'm trying to structure it in a way that, you know, the overall goal is to breed and then retain for training what I breed. Um, you know, I, I don't know that at this point I would want to have, you know, 20 or 30 dogs in a, in a, in a kennel and training those dogs. I don't, I don't think mentally I can handle all of that. Um, and you know, honestly, I mean, it's a lot, man. It's a lot on not just me, but also my family as well. You know, having a kennel is not something that is just, you know, you stop at five o'clock. It's, you know, I'm airing dogs every morning at six and, you know, and I'm airing them every night at 10, you know, so it's, it's, it's from six to 10, <laughs> just about, or not just about every day. It is every day, even on Saturdays and Sundays. So, you know, that's something that I thought about early on. I was like, how can I structure this to where I can, you know, you know, support a family and still do it the way I want to do it. So, um, I want to, I'm working on establishing a breeding program right now so that we can have, um, you know, do some litter, have some really nice puppies, uh, come out. Um, you know, and I love, I love the puppy stage. I do. Um, I love it from probably from about 10 weeks and up, you know, this, this first, the first 10 weeks are, are kind of tough. Um, you know, as soon as they're born, up until about week four, it's pretty much the mom does everything, and then after that, the real work begins. And you know, you have to keep them clean, and you have to, uh, you know, take care of them, keep an eye out on them, make sure they're not doing anything stupid. You know, just the, the husbandry aspect comes into it big time. So, uh, I do enjoy it though, and, and so I love seeing people have that joy of getting the puppy. Um, we had a puppy pickup day a couple weeks ago, and. And it was fun seeing everybody, um, you know, get excited and 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 kind of. You could kind of start seeing guys like dreaming in their head, like, "Oh, what's this dog going to be? What's this dog going to do?" You know, I'm thinking about. They're thinking about all the things they can do with them. So, um, you know, I really like that part of the gun dog world. Um, you know, it's really neat to see guys getting their, you know, potentially their once in a lifetime dog. Um, so that's something for me that I really enjoyed. So that's why I went the route of having a breeding program and then having the goal of retaining, you know, a couple of pups from each litter to come back into training. Uh, so, um, that's kind of the way that I'm trying to build it and establish it. Um, I've bought all of my dogs as puppies, so I'm having to wait and go through the growing pains, um, of letting them all get to a breeding age, which is two. Um, after we have all our health clearances and uh, and we show the working ability that I think the dog needs to show, um, then at that point, you know, they can enter enter my breeding program. So, uh, does, that all, does all that make sense? Yeah, Basically, yeah, absolutely, yeah. man. Yeah, we're starting at the bottom. We're starting with pups. I bought all my pups out of breedings that I really like. And now, you know, we're starting them, you know, and bringing them up. And, then, you know, the overall goal is to have a litter or two every year. Um, and then, you know, just get to that point and then we'll probably create another five or ten year goal. So, um, you know, right now we're working on just developing the breeding stock. Um, I've got them all here. Um, so we're working them. 
I'm evaluating them as we go. I say we, me. I'm evaluating them <laughs> as we go, as I go. And, uh, and yeah, man, it, it, it's rolling. We're, we're in the young stage of it, but I've tried to take my time and, and really, really learn um, and figure out you know, what my lane is and kind of my training style and, and how to really refine it and make it, you know, pretty consistent. Well, <laughs> so. it, and you know, it's a process just going that route with it. You know, you, you know, you have the trainers that, you know, they take on other people's dogs and then they're training and stuff like that. But the, the added of having to deal with, you know, the litters and different pups and stuff like that on top of your, you know, everyday training and stuff like that, that is a full-time gig. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. So that's what I'm trying to trying to figure out, you know, how we make it, you know, it's just a really big balance is all it is. You got to figure out how to balance it. And it's tough. It's tough. It is. Um, but, I, but I enjoy it. And, and it's, it's fun, you know, weaving in gun dog work and call making and, um, getting all that kind of living in together. Cause they all kind of work off of each other, right? They're in the, they're in the outdoor realm. So, um, you know, it, it, I don't know how it's all going to work, but it, I'll figure some way out. I'm just trying to take it slow and, and, uh, and enjoy it right now. So, <laughs> well, I could tell you how it would, uh, work a little bit easier if somehow every day there was an extra eight hours added on to the 24-hour day dude you're not kidding i'm sure (laughs) you've got i said that so much i've said that so much oh man (laughs) well yeah there you i know that you went full-time a while back and Mm -hmm. uh dude i guarantee you you work twice as many hours now than you ever worked for somebody else Oh. oh for sure oh yeah i mean I don't have to drive to work, which is great, but as soon as I get up, like, you know, here we go, starter day, Um, you know, there's days, I mean, there's days where I'll start late, you know, which is nice, I I have that flexibility, and I'm not going to lie to you and say that I don't, um, I don't sit in my recliner until 30 some mornings and drink coffee, (laughs) you know, I, I do that sometimes, but that's after I've gotten up and aired dogs and got, you know, got my plan ready for the day, um, but, uh, yeah, you know, people have asked me, like, what do you do full-time? I'm like, well, I don't really do anything full-time. I do, you know, I've got gun dogs that I do part-time. And then I've got, you know, call making that I do part-time. And then, of course, the maker's uh, stuff is, is up and rolling, too. So that's, you know, that's the third thing. Um, but, yeah, it's a little bit of everything that kind of makes up the whole. Yeah, yeah, you work three almost full-time jobs. <laughs> Yeah, I would love for one of them to be full time at some point. I just don't know which one it is. Um, you know, I, I think there's all potential there. I've just got to kind of dial in. You know, what exactly it is that I want it to be. But you know, I, I, I say I want something to be full time. I don't know that I do. I, I my brain is just not wired that way to do something the same thing every day. Um, and I think a lot of guys are like that. Oh yeah, a lot <laughs> of undiagnosed hard. ADD. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it's hard it's hard to find something and to find things that you can do you know multiple things not you can't do any you, there's nothing you can you can't do two things at one time um you know but 
if you can find stuff that you can do that you enjoy and those and you can and it's easy to switch gears and do those things and make money doing those things and support your family you know that's that's obviously i'm sure that's probably a goal for everybody um yeah man and it's something you know like as as kids none of us ever dreamed of growing up and being you know a janitor or a a truck driver maybe some kids want to be a truck driver or something like that but you know like Everybody wants to be the fireman or a police officer or something like that when they're kids, you know, the exciting jobs. And then life happens and you might have a kid at 20, 21 or 19, 16, you know, whatever it is. And then it comes time to you have to pay the bills. So you get that full time job, whatever it is, the best thing that pays the most for whatever skill set that you have. And uh, you get stuck, man. So many people get stuck there for life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I talk to people all the time. They're like, I just don't have time to take on this new thing. And I was like, yeah. do it in your off time. Like, uh, yeah. even if you work 60 hours a week, spend an hour a day doing something that you love to do. And yeah. hopefully that can transform into two hours a day and three yeah. hours. Maybe you're not having to work 60 hours a week anymore to make you know ends meet. Maybe you're working 40 and then you're working for yourself 10 hours a day or uh, yeah. 10 hours a week. You know, like it's that mindset and it's something that you know i love when guys like you um i see jump in there and do something that they're really passionate about because you can tell the difference in work and i'm not saying you were an engineer weren't you i was yeah and i mean you sure i'm sure you had some passion to that but as a kid i remember that's what they wanted to push me towards oh you should be an engineer this is a great path you have a great mind for math and spatial reasoning and all that kind of stuff i was like I went to college for a semester, you know, doing some AutoCAD and stuff like this. I was like, I cannot sit around and draw shapes all day long. Like, this is insanely boring to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're right. And and it was, I hate to say it, they almost tricked you in college and make you think it's a lot cooler than it is. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Man, I I mean, I graduated in 2016, so I've been out for, you know, is that five years? Yep. It's 2021. Yeah, five years. So, you know, when I graduated, I was like, I got my first job, and I was like, dang, like, this is... This, this is it. This, this is what I'm doing forever now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, dude, I had that I had that revelation. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, this is what I have to do the rest of my life. And, I, and looking back, I probably panicked a little bit not knowing it. And... You know, at that point, I was like, well, crap, this sucks. Like, I'm 25. No, when I graduated, I was 20, was five years. I was 23. I was like, man, if I make it to 63, that's 40 years. I got to do this for 40 years. Yeah. You know, and I was ready. You know, and my parents, my, both of my parents have worked the same job for 35 years, I think, something like that. 35, like the same. But my mom is, my mom has worked at the same address ever since she started working there, which is 35, maybe 35 years ago, I think. Yeah. And, you know, so that's the way I was raised. Like, you know, you, you get a job and you stay there and you work it and you work your way up. And, and I was like, I mean, that sounds good, but I really have to do stuff that I'm not really interested in doing. And, um, 
you know, there's times in your life, don't get me wrong, there's times in your life um, that you got to do stuff that you don't want to do to get to where you want to go. Absolutely. Um, you know, so don't get me wrong. Don't, 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 don't hear me the wrong way on that. You know, it's just, I was just, it was just a big reality check when I graduated. Like, I had a great job. I had a fantastic job. I've had, I've had a great job for five years. Um, and, it, but, you know, a great job benefits and 401k and, and a salary, consistent income. And I mean, you know, and of course, longevity of work, you know, all those are great things, but I hate to get a little bit, um, um, trying to think of the word here, stoic, maybe. <laughs> philosophical, something like that. Yeah, philosophical. You know, we're almost so comfortable that we don't want to get out of our shell and you know get out of that place of you know of things that we uh, things that we're used to. And, and you know that just scared me a little bit. You know, just thinking, I'm like, man, they, like, we, like we go to school, we graduate, we get a job, then we retire at 63, and then we get to do what we want to do. Maybe. Yeah. And <laughs> if you're so physically <laughs> able. <laughs> Yeah, right. Well, here, man, I hope the I hope to goodness the guy that I used to work with does not listen to this podcast. I'm going to roll the dice. I'm going to say he probably doesn't because he doesn't hunt. But, um, nor is he a call maker. So, <laughs> but here, here's what got, here's what got me. It happened last year. This is what really just kicked me off the edge. I was sitting there in the lab and the guy was like, look, man, I got five more years. I can retire and do what I want to do. And I looked at the guy. I mean, I was, you know, he's diabetic, he's overweight, had already had open heart surgery. But he's like, man, I just ride this out for five more years. I can do whatever I want to do. And the guy was 63. And I'm like, dude, I, was, I didn't say it. I was like, dude, you're going to be 68 in five years. You're diabetic already. You already had open heart surgery. And, you know, you're overweight. Like, like I was like, oh, my gosh. Like that could, I mean, I'm, I'm 150 pounds soaking wet. I mean, not really, but I, I'm, I'm a skinny guy. I'm probably not going to be overweight, but I could be diabetic with open heart surgery at 63 and having to work five more years and retire at 68 and then do what I want to do. You know, yeah, I've been comfortable my whole life, but crap, dude, like that's, it sucks. Yeah, like, people live in that mindset, man, of, uh, you know, it's always smart to plan for the next day and, you know, to have a goals and plans and stuff like that. But nothing, man, is guaranteed. I cannot remember the story that I heard it or where I heard it from, but it was like the guy worked his butt off his whole life, saved every penny he ever had. He had all these plans and stuff that he was going to do and visit as soon as he retired. The day he retired, he died. Yeah. Like... You, you hear about that stuff, and you're like, oh, my goodness, man. Like, there is nothing worth missing out on your life over work. You know, you yeah. got you got to pay the bills. You got to take care of your family and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's, it's like I, I was saying, you got to find that balance of, okay, 
I know that I have to work 45 hours a week to make sure that my bills are paid and that we live comfortably. Cool. Yeah. I'm going to wake up an hour earlier every day and I'm going to do something that I want to do for the hour or I'm going to knock out some of that crappy work that some of those honeydews that you have to do when you get home from you know work. I'm going to knock those out instead of sleeping for an hour a day and then I'm going to have that hour to focus on myself or, yeah. or you know, your kids. Yeah. And look, I for, for anybody that listens to this, uh, there is nothing wrong with working a job that that you really enjoy, and and work and working for somebody. Um, you know, those are great things because you know you've got to take care of your family, and you've got to take care of stuff, and, and you've got to you know you've got to save for the future too. I mean, you got to save for a rainy day, and and those are still things that I do as well and I'm not and I'm not I'm not too naive to say and I've already told my wife I said look you know if things go if things go south and things and I see that they're not working out I was like look I'm going back <laughs> I, I'll go back yeah I can go back that's the best part about it is I can, I can go back and um yeah I mean and I and I'm okay with that and I would probably rest better at night knowing I tried failed than just not trying at all um absolutely so, absolutely uh, regret is the number one word that people say on their deathbed yeah yeah and you know i, I just don't want i don't want to do that um i mean i, I want to i want to say i tried it may not look man look hey it may be two years from now and i may be working for somebody and i'm totally fine with that and I'll probably be a better employee by the time I get there because I've worked for myself and, and tried what I wanted to try. And You know, it's just, you know, you, you have to be, you know, you have to take a little bit of risk, but you also have to be responsible with it. Um, and, you know, my mom or my parents both, they, you know, they gave me some good advice. You know, obviously my parents weren't like, they were supported, but they weren't super stoked about it. You know, they're like, well, you know, we pay for an education for you to go to school, and now you're not using it. I was like, well, I did use it, you know. I funded everything that I wanted to do. I had all of my equipment and most of the stuff that I needed to do dogs, you know, do the dog stuff as well. I had funded that through the jobs that I'd had in the past. So, um, you know, it, 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 I did use that. I had to use that as a platform to get to where I wanted to go. Um, and that goes back to earlier doing things that you don't really want to do to get where you want to go. Um, so, um, you know, they gave me good advice. You know, they said, look, like you've got an education. If it doesn't work out, just have enough sense, have enough common sense to go back and work and make a living. Yeah. I said, I said, yeah, I can do that. That's fair. And that's obviously something that I was going to do already. Um, you know, and, and you know, I told my wife, I was like, "Look, I'm, I'm in. I have made a promise to you already that I'm here to take care of us. Like, so I'll do whatever that is. You know, if that's digging ditches, flipping burgers, um, or you know, I don't know, whatever. You know, <laughs> roofing houses, whatever I've got to do, I'll do that to get you know to make sure that we've got what we need. So." <laughs> Yeah, and even you know, even if something you know didn't go according to plan, didn't didn't work out, that doesn't mean that your passions are going to end. If you have to go back, you're still going to be messing with dogs. You're still going to be out in the shop tinkering with calls. It, yeah, it's it's finding that balance, and you know, not everybody can can make the jump. You know, and the jump, 
that, uh, like, I think if you're listening to this whole thing right now, you might think that we're oversimplifying it. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, of, oh, if you don't like your life, quit your job and go do this. No, that's not the point. It, you know, it's working towards that. And hopefully one day it turns into that. But if you have to work your normal job and you can still do things you enjoy on the side, then, you you know, you might feel a little more fulfilled in life. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, it, it's just, it's it's balancing out and figuring out what, what you can do that you really enjoy to have that fulfillment. Because, man, it's, it's a grind in, in life. I mean, life is a grind. I hate to say it like that, but I mean, it is. <laughs> got to find you got to find stuff to, you know, the, to keep you upbeat and keep you on a positive mindset. Um, well, and that's a, you know, you, you go to get out of a, you know, you'd say you try to make the leap and you're trying to start your own thing, maybe not full time yet, but you're trying to start your own thing. People are like, oh, it's just too hard. And they list out the 15 reasons of why they can't do it. I'm like, yeah, it's supposed to be hard. That's yeah. why it, it's challenging to do it. It's not easy to go out and start your own thing. You're going to fail, and then you're going to succeed, and then you're going to fail again, and then you're going to succeed. You hope to build you know, on that gradual curve of where you start succeeding more than you fail, but you have to have those failures to learn and yeah. reevaluate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Well, that's the uh, the good thing about this thing, man, is uh, I had no idea what we were going to talk about. I didn't make any kind of list or anything, and, you know, we got into some deep, whatever, philosophical stuff. <laughs> there we go. That's right, yeah. We got we got real heavy early in the day. <laughs> so, that's all right, though. I was, I was a little heavy from yesterday, you know, having that emotional roller coaster ride, but, uh, you know, we're going to... I'm going to take the day off and pick back up and get back after. So, um, yeah. Hey, but you know, life's good. Life's good, man. Uh, you know, when I, I, when I actually decided to quit, I quit in mid January and, uh, my full-time job, my day job, my wife came and you know, I told my wife, I was like, look, I, I, I think we should, I think we can do it. I put the numbers on paper. I think we can, I think we can make it. I was like, we might make a little less, but I think we can do it. And she's like, well, I'll tell you this. She's like, you need to try right now because I'm pregnant. And uh, <laughs> I'm like, you know, <laughs> you, you know, you, you got nine months basically to you know, see if it's going to work. And uh, no, she didn't really say nine months. But you know, she's like, look, give it a try for a year. You know, see if you can get it up and get it going before the baby gets here. Because obviously it will be harder with a kid. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. The, the insurance stuff. Hopefully, is she is she still working full time? Yeah, she's working okay. full time. Yeah. So that's good with all yeah. those kids, oh, yeah. man. Oh Holy yeah, God. yeah, yeah. But we, yeah, we have to have insurance for sure. You know, you're still a young enough guy that that's perfect. And congratulations to you guys, man. That's super awesome. Thank you, thank you. She's due in first of September, so it's getting close. Sir. Yeah. Are you, you yeah. getting a little nervous? Man, I just, I mean, I ain't never had one, so I don't know. I, <laughs> <laughs> I you, you know, my wife asked me all the time, she's like, well, you know, you're excited, or, you know, how do you feel? I'm like, well, I, I just, I don't, I don't know. I've never had one. You know, <laughs> it, it just hadn't, you know, it's growing, you know, he's growing inside of her, so obviously she's got some attachment there already. Right. Um, <laughs> 
you know, but for me, I just it just hadn't clicked over yet. I'm sure the day that he gets here, I'm gonna be like, okay, yeah, this is pretty cool. Um, you know, I'm in. <laughs> just be prepared so, that you're gonna have absolutely zero sleep the day before it happens, because that's generally yeah. how it happens. Yeah, I mean, I'll probably be so nervous that I'm even. I'll probably be on just my adrenaline will probably be rushing. I don't even know if I'll sleep for probably three days. <laughs> yeah, it's a. Uh, it's always crazy like that, man. I got home, I don't know, midnight. I was working seconds, working late. Got to bed at like 2.30 after showering and, you know, having some time to wind down. And at like 3 o'clock, it was like, oh, it's time to go to the hospital. It's like, oh, awesome. Man. I've been asleep for about two minutes. Oof. Man, but we're excited, man. She's uh, she's had a little rough go with pregnancy. Just She's had the all of the symptoms the whole time so i feel bad for her and i feel for her, so um we're i'm excited for him to get here and i mean i'm looking forward to it you know so i have a little buddy now yeah yeah somebody else to teach some stuff yeah yeah <laughs> so you uh you mentioned your your uh call company you know you're doing a little more full-time calls and then you and travis ward started this uh makers call company man why don't you tell me a little bit about it i know it's been up and running for Almost a year now? Yeah, we're getting close. So we... All right, so Travis and I started talking probably a little over a year ago. Um, and, you know, Travis is a great dude. Love him to death. Um, he and I, you know, man, we just get along. We've got along from day one. And, you know, he and I both were talking about... Um, you know, doing some CNC run of our own calls, um, you know, with his custom stuff. And then, of course, with mine, too, I you know, kind of banged around the idea. We were talking one day, and I said, I said, this might be a weird idea. I said, why don't we try to do a CNC run together of two custom call makers and just have a separate brand so that we don't, you know, so that we don't water down our custom stuff and lose calls there. I said, well, let's let's have another let's have another you know avenue for guys to buy calls, and that way you know guys aren't like, well, you know, you've got a CNC call, I'll just get one of those instead of getting one of the custom calls. You know, that happens sometimes, and not not to everybody, but we were like, well, let's let's try to you know keep that from happening, and let's just have our own call company, and. And doing it that way allows me and Travis to come together and make calls and have calls in that lineup that we both have touched and had input on. So, you know, you get, you know, you really get completely different sounds from what Travis makes and from what I make, too. So, um, you know, we we started that... Um, that idea back in late summer, I think um, that my, that time frame may be wrong, but we were like, "Hey, if we're going to do it, let's just let's just do it right." And so, Travis and I went all in with that, and we got our first run of calls ready to sell in November of last year. So we've been doing it, selling calls no, right at the end of November. So I guess technically December. So it was. We'll count November, November, December, January, February, March, April. But we've been doing it six months. Um, and, man, it's been a lot of fun. 
it really has um it's been fun to do it with somebody and um have a you know have somebody to talk to every day because travis and i pretty much talk every day um and it's it's almost like you know you're just cutting up having a good time with your buddy and you're selling a few calls and you're and you're you're coming up with new ideas and, and different things to do so um we got the J frame coming out and that was, that was Travis's brainchild originally. Um, I had a few inputs on it, but for the most part, Travis, you know, knocked that out of the park on the first round. And, uh, it's a great call. It is a, uh, it's very loud, very raspy, kind of a automatic duck. Um, you know, when you pick it up, like you just put, you can puff into it and you're going to get a lot of rattle, a lot of, you know, a lot of ducky sounds out of it. And then, it's really cool too because the guys that are advanced callers, you know, they can pick it up and really push the call and not blow out the top of the call. So uh, it, it, it's it's been a really good it's been a really good call. It fits a lot of guys. Um, of course, it's not going to fit everybody, but uh, it's been a really really good really really good call um, so far, and it's 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 really kind of kick started the makers call company idea and it's it's a really cool different look at a collaboration too because you know occasionally you'll see guys get together and collab on a call but nobody's really done it i mean you know you had will and mike did a run of 250 or something crazy like that um or maybe it was 150 i can't remember on the battle mig but you've never seen or at least to my knowledge recently maybe some some of the guys back in the day got together and formed a company but it's a really fresh outlook on uh you know forming a company and finding a way to still be able to do your guys's own thing and still have a custom call line for both of you and uh it's it's just it's it's cool because it's Call makers, you know, are that unique brotherhood of most of the time, it's pretty rare that you'll meet a call maker and just be like, hey, man, we just don't click because our brains are so similarly wired that yep. uh, a lot of us tend to click pretty easily. So, you know, just like you said, it's like getting together with your buddy and just shooting the breeze and coming up with ideas. And that adage of iron sharpens iron, you know, if you have two good yep. call makers and you're constantly bouncing ideas off of each other, bouncing you know, new sounds and different bore depths and back pressures and stuff like that, you know, you're going to get a better product. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, I mean, Travis Travis and I are a lot alike. But we're, you know, we're different, too. And, you know, he blows a call totally different than I do. Um, and, you know, he's picked up my hunt call, I'm like, man, super light. And then I picked up his hunt call, I'm like, man, that's super heavy. You know, I can, <laughs> he, he can tone down. I, I can blow. I can. I can blow a heavier call, but you know, I don't, I don't really want to, um, I, you know, I get, I get a call about, um, I always run a call about 90%. Um, you know, I, I, I really keep that call kind of light. It's, I just don't, I don't really like blowing a big call. Um, you know, but Travis, I mean, you could throw a read in a trash can and he could blow it. Uh, I mean, he really, he's a really talented caller. And he can really find holes in a call too. He does a very good job of saying, being very particular. I mean, like, well, you know, this right here in this particular part of the call needs a little work here. And uh, 
I mean, he's even helped me with my custom J-frame call that I make. Um, and it's made it a better call, too. Uh, just not coming in and looking at my tone board, just as far as running the call and how it operates. He's like, you know, you may want to try to figure out a way to keep it from sticking here or, you know, figuring out a way to make, let it run a little bit more on this part of the call. So, um, you know, I, I really respect Travis's opinion on a lot of stuff. And a lot of times, like, I have an idea, and he's like, ah, maybe we should do this. And I'm like, you know what? That sounds that sounds good to me. I'm in on that. So, um, you know, Travis is very knowledgeable, and he knows what he's talking about. He's a good dude, and um, it's, it's a lot of fun to work with him. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much Maker's Call Company. It, it, it's just an avenue for us to, to make some really cool stuff. Because, I mean, you know – I love to make the outside of the call look good and, you know, but there's a lot of guys out there who are way better at it than me. Um, I mean, I, you know, I don't think my finish is that great at all. Uh, I mean, I, I try to make it as good as I can and, and Travis has a good finish on the outside, but I think the one thing that brings us together and really, really makes us click and run is the fact that we're infatuated with how a call sounds and how a call feels and how a call runs. I mean, from the beginning, and I've tried to make that clear, you know, with guys, like, from the beginning, the one thing that I'm obsessed with is the sound. Like, I want to make a call sound as best as possible. So, I think for us, that probably makes us probably, that, that's just really what makes us gel and kind of click together you know, and be able to do this um, as a team because we both are just so particular about how we want to call to run and how we want to call to sound. Yeah, yeah. And you guys, uh, you guys live close enough that you get to you know meet up pretty frequently, or is it like a you know like a seven hour drive or something crazy? No, he's pretty close. He's in West Tennessee. I'm in East Northeast Alabama, so it's like a three and a half hour drive. It's not bad. Oh you know, yeah. I, yeah, no, I can I can load up, leave early in the morning, and get back. Um, I mean, I say leave early in the morning. I told him the other day I was going to leave at like six or seven, and I didn't pull out till eight. So <laughs> whatever, you know. Well, the reason- I had I had puppies to deal with, so I, I was like, you know, cut me a break. I had, you know, it was before the puppies were out. So. Well, the reason I, I ask that is because I think there's nothing better. Okay, so say you're trying to work on your own tone board at the house, yeah. and you're doing a little file, little file, throw the read in there, blow it. Oh, I need to work here. Throw, you know, file, file, throw the read in it, blow it. I need to work here. That type yeah. of thing. And then you're like, man, I really like how this thing runs. Well, with you saying that you guys blow, you know, both of you blow with a lot of different pressures and, you know, yeah. a little aggressive, less aggressive, stuff like that. Man, it's so beneficial to being able to hand another call maker the tone board and be yeah. like, hey, what's that sound like? Well, you need to tweak it right here and not have to mail it back and yeah. forth to each other. You can just take it right out of their hands and do a little bit of tweaking right there. What do you think about that? Like yeah. that mailing, man, like, it, you know, say you live seven, eight hours away with the guy that you're working with. You're like, all right, sweet. I'll get it back next week with this minor tweak. And then I'll send it back to you again in two weeks. See what you think. Like, that is just a nightmare. It is. Yeah, you're right. It is. And, you know, with uh, with the cut down we have coming out, we have a cut down coming out, by the way, in case anyone's forgot. Um, 
you know, I was I was the one that that came up with the with the cut down. It's it's based off of my custom jig that I use for my custom cut downs, but not the same. So it is different. Um, it, you know, probably one of the biggest achievements in my life is when Travis walked in my shop and picked up that call and he said, you know what? That sounds pretty good. I'm going to roll. I think we should roll with that. And I was like, no way. (laughs) Right. First shot. (laughs) First shot. I was like, yes. I was like, this never happens. And, uh, I was pretty, I was pretty excited about that. Um, so yeah, you're, you're right though about being close and being able to, uh, you know, being able to be, in the shop together and make those adjustments, you know, pretty quick. Um, he came down, he came down to my shop for a day and that's what, that was the plan for the day was to get the cut down dialed in. But I want to say within 15 minutes of him being in there, he was like, I mean, he, he, he picked it up, put it down, picked it up, put it down, picked it up, put it down. He's like, I like it. He said, I like it a lot. And I was like, I cannot believe this. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, well, but I had worked on it though prior to for like hours. I was like, okay, let me just let me change just a little bit here. Okay, let me do just a little bit here. And so you know, it was just me racking my brain because I knew how meticulous you know Travis is about sound and feel and a call. And I was like, okay, I really want to get this dialed in. And so it was, uh, it was, uh, it was a big achievement. I didn't get an, I didn't get an award or anything, but. Uh, I did get a high five, so that was a. <laughs> Sometimes those uh those personal you know battles and wins are the most important. It's like I'm not doing this for a trophy. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But so to talk about the cut down, you want to talk about the cut down? Yeah, absolutely, man. So the cut down is um. We think in our minds, um, and in our opinion, we think it's going to fit a lot of guys um and their calling stuff um you know we don't have i mean of course the bore the back bore on it um or excuse me the exhaust on it is open a pretty good bit um we've got a little bit of a tapered exhaust and so you've got some volume there but travis and i we wanted to stay kind of we wanted to stay away from being just too loud. Does that make sense? Yes. There's there's so many calls now that are just wide open. And we're almost to a point now, like, you know, how loud do we really need the call to be? You know, if you've got a, you know, if your exhaust is a half inch or, you know, for, or for goodness sakes, a three quarter, <laughs> you know, something big like that. I mean, that's a loud call. And, you know, from the back of the cork notch to the end of the exhaust on a cut down, you don't have a lot of, there's not a lot of real estate there anyway. So that automatically makes that call loud. Um, So we wanted to, we wanted to keep some of the elements from, you know, that old, um, you know, from those modified olds that, that, that we do. We wanted to be able to have a, a loud and aggressive, but yet, clean top end where you could actually operate the call 
like you would a, a cutdown. So for the guys that don't know about cutdowns versus J frames, a lot of guys on the cutdowns they pop their notes, which is, which is basically the way I do it. Is I load that note with my hand closed and then I open it up and that gives that that sound or that call that kind of bark sound. Yeah. Um, but we wanted to incorporate the element of okay, can we make the call bark? And can we make the call operate like a J-frame where you would blow your note? So we wanted to be able to have the call blow your notes, and we also wanted to have the call to be able to bark your note. And and then of course, you know, have your have your middle ducks and have have a good amount of hold in there so that it was, you know, have some user-friendly elements in there. But also at the same time, for the guys that want to pick up the call and just run it as hard as they can, they can still do that. Um, and that's hard to do, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> we figured that out. <laughs> that's really hard to do to have a call that does, you know, kind of everything. Um, but we got—I I think we pretty much hit the nail on the head. We did exactly what we wanted to do with the call. So, um, you know, we're really excited to get this cut down out there. Um, we think it's going to be a big, uh, a big, uh, not a big, but a good fit for, for a lot of guys. And, and, and a lot of guys that have never bought a cut down before, um, you know, it, it, it'll be a good fit for them. It'll be a good transition from, you know, a J-frame to a, to a, to a cut down style call. Yeah, see, that's my biggest thing is uh, I've ran a couple and I am not the biggest fan. You know, I, I had an, and I was like, oh, this is getting instantly traded for something else. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. I didn't give myself the time enough to uh, develop and, and care about yeah. it. I was like, oh, I know where my wheelhouse is at. Yeah. I, I don't need to run anything this loud around where I'm at. So, yeah, you know, I sent her down the road. But that, that makes a lot of sense, having something that, you know, guys can ease into, learn into. And then once they pick up more, they can you know, develop and yeah. uh, get more out of the call. Yeah. So it's, so I, I hope guys didn't hear me wrong on that. It's not a, it's not an easy cut down. It is a call that will allow you to learn it and grow into it and then be able to push it. It's just like the origin call, the day frame of ours is it's user friendly at the beginning, but as you advance or if you're already an advanced caller, you can pick that call up and, and run it all the way to the top. So, you know, we think it's going to be, you know, a good fit for, for most guys. And we hope it is. Uh, so, and, you know, there's, there's a lot of meat on that tone board to maybe make some different cuts. So there's a little hint for the future as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, so we may, you know, we may have some iterations of it already in mind, uh, but yeah, man, we're excited. I, th that call, uh, and it's got a cool look to it too. It's got some old elements um, incorporated in there, um, and I pulled some. I pulled some lines from my custom cut down uh, and put them on that call as well. Uh, so, yeah, should be pretty cool. When's it? Uh, when's it coming out, guys? Uh, we're shooting for late summer, but, uh, you know, kind of late summer, early fall, um, uh, right now, 
Um, but it may be sooner. But that's kind of the launch. That's kind of the launch date for it. Right in that strategic, right before duck season time. Frame. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, last time that I had you on here, we talked a little uh, social media, Instagram, all that good type of stuff. And yep. I know you had set, uh, you know, kind of a plan, kind of a, a strategy that you guys were using with that. It's been almost a year later. Do you feel like? you know, the the goal that you had set out with, the ideas that you had set out with, with that type of stuff, mm-hmm. you know, came, worked out like the way you wanted it, or did you have to change some stuff on the fly, or what's up? Yeah, it's been pretty good. It, it, it's all kind of went, you know, for the most part, like, like I expected. Um, you know, it's just being, you know, you have to look at social media once you start switching over, you know, using it to grow your business, you have to look at it as a job and you have to be a lot more strategic and really look at your analytics and, and pay attention to that stuff. And once you do that, you will see the growth. It's not going to be like, Oh, Hey, I'm going to make a post and get 30 followers. You just have to be consistent and maintain that consistency, you know, for a long time. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's definitely helped, um, doing, you know, Posting on your story, have engaging stories, um, you know, having posts that are, you know, eye-catching, posting them at the right time, um, which is crazy. You know, you could post something an hour before you probably need to, and it won't get as many, you know, interactions and get as many views as, you know, if you would have posted, you know, an hour later or an hour before. So, yeah, you have to have it been running as i haven't ran any ads um you know i i kind of stepped away from that i tried to work on just in the stories and making engaging posts yeah and that's one of the things man that i've really you know i've i've kind of paid attention to you guys doing that you know just here and there I'll, i'll jump on there and look and see what you got going on because of the conversations that we've had about it and uh, just watching the growth, the way that you've changed it. I've noticed that you quit running the ads. Um, yep. You know, it's just different strategies. And it, whatever you guys are doing, man, is working really, really well. And it has a good look to it. Yours, yep. Travis's, Makers, everything, you know, you can tell, hey, this is the, the same company doing stuff. And then it's really funny to watch... You know, I feel like I talked to Josh last year about it, how you guys kind of took your own little spin off of how he was doing it and uh, made it made it your own and took implements out of that. And then to see other guys start taking implements of what you're doing and mm-hmm. and starting to work. And it's it's just fun to watch that evolution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And content, too, has been another thing. Like, you, you've got to have good, good content. You know, it's got to look clean. Um you know, it's like, you know, it's like going out in public, you know, you want to look good, you want to be clean cut, and you want to, you know, you want to have your clothes ironed, and, and, you know, not like you just crawled out from under a log, it's just presentation, you know, you'll get more interaction in public if you dress up, you know, and you look good, you know, you took a shower and all that kind of stuff, <laughs> you know, you're gonna, people more than likely, you'll probably smile at you, say hi, you know, or, you know, hey, how you doing? You know, you're going to get more engagement. It's the same thing on social media. You're going to get 
more engagement. You're going to get more, you know, attention by having a cleaner looking page and having a cleaner looking, uh, you know, website and having good content on there. It's it's a requirement nowadays. Not I wouldn't say it's a requirement, but you know, it it's something that will only be beneficial. Um, it's, so it's the difference maker, man. It is, yeah. But I mean, at the same time, too, like you know, the good part about makers is that our content is kind of endless. So you know, because we've got turkey season that we can take pictures of. You know, we, you know, that we can do. We can do kind of some off the wall stuff during the summer. We've got you know early season, uh, early season goose. We got you know duck season. We've got dog stuff we can post on there. Like there's other things that we can post on Makers that is in line with Makers Call Company. It doesn't just have to be duck calls. The hard part about my custom stuff is like you kind of you kind of run out of ideas to post on on it because it's strictly just custom call making. There is no other element to it. I mean, I guess there could be, right? Um, you know, I see some guys post you know shots with with shotguns and, and post stuff with, you know, with whiskey drinks and, and post stuff with, um, you know, whatever, uh, you know, you just, on the custom side, you run out of stuff to do. And so that's been the mental block for me lately is trying to figure out what can I do different besides just posting, you know, really clean looking shots of duck calls, you know? So I've been brainstorming, trying to figure out something else that I can post on my custom page to be more engaging to guys. Because, you know, cameras have come such a long way now that, you know, most guys have cameras or can get access to a camera pretty cheap that, you know, you can shoot raw files in and, you know, and run them through Lightroom and have a really clean looking, um, you know, have a really clean looking picture. Um, so, yeah, it's just figuring out ways to be just a little bit different, but still do the same thing, you know, because we're all doing the same thing. Yeah, I mean, we are. Uh, it's just trying to figure out a way to have a different look than everybody else. And that's that's hard. I mean, it's a lot of the times when you post stuff, you're like, well, crap, I hope so and so and this other guy doesn't think copying them. Just, you know, it's a duck call. Uh, <laughs> <you> <laughs> right. Know, it, oh. it, it, there's only so many ways I can make it look different. Yeah, and it, it's all advertising, you know, no matter what people are doing. Shotguns, whiskey, freaking duck calls with a shadow behind it. It's all just advertising without trying to make it seem like it's not advertising. Not, hey, come yeah, buy our call, you know. They're trying to make yeah. – they write a little blog post with a picture, that type of stuff. Like, it's yep. all just creative ways to advertise. And you – and Travis specifically, you guys have it a little more difficult. Like you said, makers, there's so many different things you can do with it. Yep. You having to manage your kennels, your duck call page, and help with makers, like you're taking away content from your own personal call company, you know, sometimes to put towards the kennel page. Sometimes to it's almost like you're having to divvy up your content where other you know, other guys that are just having one brand, one page, everything goes there. It's a little bit easier. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's right. It is. It's tough, man. It, it it's very, 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 very tough. But it's you know, it's fine. It's it's growing pains and it's stuff that we'll figure out how to dial in and um but 
everything right now, no complaints. It's all going, you know, going extremely well. And, and we're really appreciative of the guys, you know, the Call Nuts group that have been supportive for us and, and really taking a shot on us, you know, um, or giving us a shot to, you know, just try us out. So hopefully we're hoping, you know, with the cutdown coming out and, of course, this next season, you know, being available before season because you know last year we weren't available until you know basically middle of the season for some guys um we're hoping as we you know come into this next next season we'll have another wave of of guys taking a chance on us so uh yeah man it's it's been fun we we're travis and i are excited and you know that we think about makers every day you know hey what can we do what can we do today you know what do we got? You know, what what material can we get a call made out of next? Um, so, absolutely, man. It's it never ends. It's a, and that's the right mindset. You know, it it's prioritizing. It's putting uh-huh. the stuff that you, you really want to succeed and putting your attention there. Yeah, and uh, man, it you guys are carrying a very interesting juggling act of trying to do it all and uh i have a lot of respect for that because i know it is a hard thing to do yeah it is man it is but you know it we wouldn't be able to do makers individually um obviously we wouldn't be able to have makers plural um <laughs> as the as the name of the company uh but too i mean sharing that load with the company um you know between me and travis makes it doable um you know because there's days where i just i don't i don't have i don't have the time to deal with with makers content or do something there like so travis like we're i'll take care of today like you know and there's days where travis like hey i'm busy i got you know xyz to do with the kids like i got it i'll take care of it and so being able to do that has been 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 a blessing um there and so uh yeah it's been good it's been really good good brother well uh I know life is going to get a lot more hectic right around the start of duck season for you. It sounds like oh, uh, yeah. finding a new house, having a kiddo, having the company, you know, pick up, duck season kicking off. Dude, you are a, uh, a busy dude. Yeah, man. It's, uh, I, I, I hope I can keep it that way and keep on rocking and rolling. It's, it's stressful some days, but no complaints on my end. I'm <laughs> well, pretty... You, Pretty stoked about it. You just have to do what you're doing today, and some, you know, just schedule a day of where you just freaking unwind, leave the phone where the heck it's at, and don't get on social media, don't be doing any of that crap, and just sit home and spend time with the wife and the the future son, man. That's it. That's it. Yeah, I've I've, I've had to make myself decompress one day a week. Um, I need it, and. You know, because I'm very like, if I'm not doing something, I'm not making. You know, I'm not getting anything done. Yep. But I have to can't sit still, myself. man. <laughs> yeah, I have to remind myself. You may be doing something. You know, you may be. You know, if you're not sitting here, you may be doing something. But I guarantee you, if you're doing that something, it's not going to be get. It's not going to get done as as good as it could be if you just take the day off and do it the next day. So. Well, yeah, and you know, some of those taking that time off of work, you're still doing something. It's just yeah. not a tangible thing that you're seeing. You're spending time, 
you know, well, number one, taking care of yourself, but number two, you spend a little more time with the wife, something like that. You're you're putting, you know, deposits in that bank, and, uh, yeah. you know, you're still doing something. It just doesn't seem like it. I'm the same way, man. Busybody. Always got to be doing something. And yeah. uh, sometimes, you know, go out and hang out with the kids, go to the park, take them to the lake, something like that. And it's just like, hey, leave everything else out. Today, it's 100% focus on this. And, uh you know, it's a different type of reward that you get out of it. That's right. That's exactly right, man. That is exactly right. Well, buddy, I am glad to get to catch up with you. It's been too long, man, and I've been uh, super excited to see you guys' success, and I hope that uh, hope to get some more, and I need to get with Travis so I can get him on the schedule here soon so you guys are at least close back-to-back or something like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be good, man, and, and- get him on and then we can have us both on and we can check our stories and make sure everything lines up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Travis is a great guy. and I, I'm fortunate and blessed to, for him, for he and I to cross paths and it's so far it's been great. And nothing but a good experience. So I'm excited. These podcasts are rolling again too. I was, I was, I've been looking for them. So um, thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, man. I appreciate you giving me some time, man. And, uh, I'm I'm gonna try to keep it a little more uh, a little more manageable and just like what you were saying, uh, you know, keep life from getting a little overwhelming, doing too much. Yeah, yep. it's the Ron Swanson quote of you know never half-ass two things, whole-ass one thing. That's right. That's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, I will let you get back and enjoy some time off and uh, you know rest and relax a little bit. That's it, man. Well, appreciate you having me on. We'll catch you later. All right, buddy. Take care. See ya. All right. All right, guys. Colton Thompson. Dude does a lot. Always out and about. Check him out on Instagram. Just a really nice guy. Him and Travis got a great thing going on over there. Um, Yeah, I got some stuff to do the rest of the day, so I'm going to jump off here, turn some calls. Go get a haircut. Maybe if this rain stops, smoke some meat. I don't know. Um, thanks for joining. If you want to check us out on Instagram, BTBN, uh, Unstable Calls, all that same good stuff. If you're missing out on any of these advertisements, just jump on any other episode. See ya.